This is the Sports Divided Podcast. The Chicago Bulls have won their sixth NBA championship, and it's their second three-peat. Second two out, Palmero over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges, throws, out! And the White Sox have won the World Series. To the net, over. Patrick Kane has scored the goal. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. The Cubs win the World Series. They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. I'm not getting Connor McDavid for... uh... Uh, you know, Eeyore or whatever his name. <laughs> no, no. Okay, well, worth a try, you know. Yeah, and, and I also mean like, no shipping off half the farm system to get yeah. Connor McDavid. You know, yeah, just make the money, realistic. make the money match. You know, to get Connor McDavid. Although, although the but, weird thing is, somebody's probably going to make them an offer. Eventually, I mean, because if until unless they win with him and stuff like that, he, they they need to do something. I mean, they could get a boatload. I mean, you take the the best farm system in hockey, whoever has it, then you could probably pretty much clean them out at a couple starters. So, yeah, who would who would fit in that? Uh... Yeah, I don't know who has the best best farm system, but yet you got to get somebody who's got a lot of other talent on the team. Missing scoring, you know that that type of thing, and you know they, they can afford to give up three, four prospects, three, three, four, five prospects. God knows, but uh, you, you know the phone's going to ring eventually because some of these other GMs going to be looking at it saying this guy's going to he's going to be out there before you know it, he'll be in the league ten years and you'll know, have one goal in the playoffs or something. Yeah, well. I think uh, I think more teams have a re- realistically the Islander or Oilers have a better chance of getting a better offer and more calls about Drysital because yeah. that two million dollars in cap difference is it huge. Oh sure. This coming uh, these next five years, realistically, with it not, you know, it can always change, but. The fact that they already said that, oh, the cap's not going to move for yeah, five years. Well, are the owners really going to want to pony up more money? Probably not. You know, so uh, that cap probably won't move for the next. The thing is they have the potential if they don't, you don't get the right guys back to move drives. That'll actually get worse. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would yeah. be. Yeah, then McDavid would probably lose his mind. Yeah, I mean, at that point, if, if you're going to do that, then you, you well, again, you're dependent on somebody making you an offer, you know, because you, 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 you can't do the uh, Arenado thing and give him up for nothing, you know. Wait, what? Why? <laughs> yeah, why, why not? <laughs> it's not really working out right now. Everybody, get, everybody, gets, everybody, yeah. everybody gets one of those every hundred years and – yeah, you yeah. use yours, and uh, you know, you well, got, we, you're in Colorado. We had our pirates. I mean, it was you know, 
Yeah. We've got about six of those since I've been alive, I think. Not, not to the fact we're actually paying you to take a star. I mean, well, no, because money wasn't able to be exchanged back then. But we gave up absolutely nobody for McGuire, nobody, Ken Bottenfield and Adam Kennedy for Jim yeah. Edmonds. Well, nobody yeah, for Holiday. Everybody's got a few of those trades. For me, the, the thing that put it over the top was the fact that, you know, they actually throw money at, at it and stuff like that. So yeah. it doesn't <laughs> even affect your, you know, your payroll, really, because it's, somebody else is paying them. Yeah, that was one of those uh, I had to read it like three times. Like, you know, they maybe, typed that in wrong. The Cardinals are given the 50,000 or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or 50 mil. Yeah. Or nope. that, it, I don't know, maybe early April 1st, you know, April Fool's Day. Hey, I'll take it. Well, I'll tell you what, though, watching the playoffs, you talk about the Islanders. And so I, I'm not a big Islanders fan. That much I'll, I will give you there. But the Canadians, the Canadians actually are. They're playing it out of their minds yeah. at this point. I mean, they're playing good, solid hockey. They really are. Yeah. I mean, they're they're the uh, latest example of a team that gets hot at the end and that carries over. And, boy, they got all the pieces and parts uh, just like you want them in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're not the best team out there, but they're playing like they are. Well, because I know when we were doing our predictions, uh, you know, I, I had mentioned that uh, Price was going to have to steal uh, a couple games. He, I don't think he's stolen a game. They, they've won actually. He had one real. He had one real strong game. Yeah, but they, you know, he hasn't been the reason they're winning this. Uh, well, I mean, he's a, a reason, but he's not the reason. And oh. and they actually, uh, you know, if you if you figure that the last game would have finished like it did, they should have already won this series. They should have yeah. won the uh, uh, game uh, four or five or whatever that was. Because they, they 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 totally outplayed uh, Vegas. They really deserved to win that game. Yeah, Vegas will take the radio. I just I hope it's not going to be that way because you know um, minus the first round, I haven't missed on a a prediction. <laughs> there you go. And since the beginning, I had the Cup final as. Vegas and Tampa. and Tampa. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I would I would like to uh, say I know something. Tampa's just Tampa's just hard to figure a little bit. I mean, they, yeah. they have more talent than anybody else left it out there. Yeah, they're making this a lot more difficult than it than it should be on paper. They really are. Are they or? Well, they're getting everybody's best game. I'll tell you that. That's. Well, yeah, not even well, just. Not if it even wasn't just, for their goalie, they might be gone already. I was gonna say it's not even just that; it's also like that's just Barry Trotz in the way. You know, think of him back in Nashville before he yeah. went to Washington, yeah. and then the reason Washington was able to win the cup is because he can, you know, turn people into like actual defensive hockey players yeah yeah it was it, it's like watching nashville exactly like barry trotz would be the perfect minnesota wild coach mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's true you know um but so covid struck again 
with uh, Montreal's coach uh, being out. And yeah, what are you uh, going to do if, if they make it to the final? And okay, now he's cleared. Do you say, uh, you know, thanks, but uh, we don't need you? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's uh, it's just weird, right? Like, well, they praise me across the board that, that in all the sports that I don't think. I still think there's a big impact coming to somebody out of the blue because of, you know, the, the vaccination rates aren't as high as they, they could be. Yeah. And, and you got this variant out there, the Delta variant. Mm -hmm. Yep. You lose a couple, you lose a couple of your top guys. You know, you, you think of a, a rotation in baseball or something. These, the starters are together a lot, you know, that type of stuff. If they're the ones it could change the entire team real quickly. Well, which are the teams? So the Cubs, one of them, but there are a handful of teams, or maybe more, that have not reached that threshold, right? Well, yeah, the Cubs are you know, led by uh, Mr. Hayward you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. and Rizzo, right? Yeah, and mm -hmm. Rizzo. We could do without Hayward, though. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it could kind of be a blessing in disguise, to be honest with you. <laughs> It seems like we have this conversation every time we talk about but Hayward. Now, now Rick and I are supposed to talk about Carpenter. So, uh, <laughs> no, we can't because he's leading the team in OPS in the past month and a half. That's how bad the lineup is. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. And then they call up this kid yeah. might be the best name in, in professional baseball Was right this now. This is guard or whatever else his name is. Lars. So, his, he's got four technical names. So, he's He's fifty percent Dutch and fifty percent Japanese. Yeah, and his name is Lars Taylor Tusami Newtbar. Yeah, that is, yeah. Also, and he's like you. our he's like a top top twenty five prospect for the Cardinals, but he's been Memphis's best hitter and their best outfielder, <laughs> and he threw a guy out at home against the Tigers yesterday he might have a better arm than Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill. He like Jason Hayward type of cannon mm -hmm. of an arm. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I, I saw, I saw that uh, he threw somebody out. I didn't, uh, didn't know that it was uh, that impressive. Yeah. It was, they still scored a run on the play and we still uh, lost the series uh, a total of 14 to four to the uh, amazing, amazing Detroit Tigers. Mm -hmm. Um, which actually, you know, being in St. Louis, you have the rights holders on the on the uh, on the radio who keep trying to talk talk it up that it's not as bad as it is. But then when you actually look, minus no, it is. <laughs> well, no, but the Tigers they're playing since May first, almost six hundred ball. So, so they're not like yeah yeah you know like they're they're figuring it out finally as a bunch of young guys. They're just not – I mean, this we have a four-game series with the Pirates, and if, if we don't win the series or sweep the series – Yeah. I mean, I think already Jeff Albert, the hitting coach, should probably have – Yeah. Well, the Pirates just took it to the White Sox. I know. It's – well, <laughs> nobody, in the, nobody in the NL Central wants to win the thing. Yeah, it, it is ugly, isn't it? Like, yeah. the, thing, the, the Cardinals have a – this is what I laugh about just because it's, it is kind of funny. 
The Cardinals have a 325 winning percentage over their last 40 games. And they went from being three games up to only five games out. Yeah. Uh, if we had more than one starter on our team, you, you, but we you know it's, it's Hendricks and we don't have, days of rain. We yeah. have a we have a half a starter because our starter our only starter we have is thirty nine. <clears throat> yeah. He's I mean, our ace. Yeah. It, I I could only imagine where the Cardinals would be if they didn't sign, resign him. <laughs> yeah, they would be at least ten out. We might be pushing Pirates territory at 15 yeah, yeah. or yeah, even this, Diamondbacks territory at 25. Yeah, this would be a, a big series, a uh, battle for last place. If, uh, battle for the first-round draft pick or first yeah. overall draft pick. I mean, for, you know, for the Cubs right now, basically it's they've got to go out and get some pitching. I mean, it's, it's one of the things I had written down right now. I mean, you know, who's going to be buyers and who's going to be sellers? And if you're, gonna, if you're buyers – what, what are your top two needs, you know, for the Cubs? They need two starters. They don't need one, much like you guys. I mean, if you look at the starters that are available out there, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, outside of Scherzer, who's probably not going anywhere, there there really isn't anybody you go, oh, wow, if we can pick that guy up, it's going to help. It's going to be, we can pick yeah. that guy up, and he, he might be better than what we have. Yeah, there are no so, guarantees. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, Arietta's um, going again tonight. He's been hammered the last four or five times out. Well, speaking of being hammered, uh, yeah, uh, Martinez uh, starting for the Cardinals. He's getting hammered already. Is he? So walk, walk, single, single, uh, nobody out. So uh, and it's after one his, nothing. Yeah, after his, uh, you know, oh, boy. disaster in the last game. Boy, no. So you, so let's say you guys lose tonight. All right, we got Arietta facing Bueller. I mean, what what are you what are the odds that yeah that game, you know? I mean, unless we go off on something, right? I mean the Dodgers are scuffling right now, which helps a little bit. But you know, I you, you can't get a starter to go more than three innings. I yeah, I don't know what the hell you're gonna do. Yeah, right? just uh that's a recipe for disaster there. I mean the, the bullpen has been you can't ask for more than the bullpen has done this year for us. But you you can't do that the entire year. Not 162 games. That could happen. Mm-hmm. So, so I I don't know where they're going to find two starters. I mean, quite frankly, the names that are out there, they may have to get more creative than that. You know, and they need a backup catcher real badly because you know we're down to our fourth straight catcher, and this guy was horrendous. Oh my god. I mean, he, he little ball dropped the other the other day, and then he looked at, at Bryant like, you know, why didn't you take that ball? <laughs> yeah, you don't see Bryant get upset too often. I think yeah. he, was, he was getting the bus ticket ready to send this guy the hell out of here. Because yeah. so, he had made two, two errors little, in the previous inning. Yeah, there's probably a little conversation in the clubhouse uh, or in the hallway uh, after that inning. I mean, he fired one in the inning before that, trying to pick a guy off of first. I mean, it almost made Hayward out of fly. Yeah, I mean, what are you what are you looking at? Yeah, you know? and, and he doesn't have a hit yet. So, I think they said our back our backup catchers are hitting only eighty six. So, I mean, woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the central is just uh, oh boy. Uh, although my or Milwaukee, after a little uh, dip, uh, they they've kind of gotten their act together again, and with their 
their starting pitching is is pretty yeah, solid. That's the difference. I, I don't think they can hit that well though. I mean, they're yeah. struggling and stuff, but their starting pitching is, is the best in our division. Yeah. Well, that's just it. I mean, you know, uh, if the Cardinals had the pitching that they had, uh, you know, there was that stretch shortly after the season started where they were lights out, you know. I mean, if they were able to maintain that, um, yeah, you wouldn't need, uh, you know, you wouldn't be as concerned with your offense. But, yeah, now with the situation as it is, you know, what they, they haven't scored more than two runs in I don't know how many how many games in a row now. Um, no. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Well, we only scored my, well, I guess if you take out the doubleheader game one on Sunday against the Braves where we scored nine, we scored a total of 11 runs in a four game series and we scored nine of them in one game against the Braves and we scored yeah. two and two against the, uh, Tigers. Yeah. So it's, uh, that was us early in the year. That was, that was April here. That was you know, it was, you, you pray for you know, anything other than one in a game. But most, well, most anything can happen in the playoffs. So, I mean, wh- whoever comes out of the Central, you never know. Uh, but, uh, boy, that's just a buzzsaw in the West. I mean, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, isn't San Francisco 22 games over 500? It's some got off a number like that. I mean, I... I hadn't checked in a little bit, and and I actually thought the Dodgers had taken over first place, and uh, then I nope, looked. No, it's uh, yeah, it would be a Dodgers Padres uh, yeah. wild card game, and the yeah, Giants forty eight and twenty six. Twenty six, yeah, forty eight, yeah. yeah. So twenty, yeah, twenty two games. I mean, that's just nuts. Where did that come from? Well, and how about the Nationals have seemingly climbed their way back into. Uh, on the back of Kyle Schwarber back into the race. They're only four yeah, games out. Good yeah. guy. They're nine yeah. and one in their last 10. So there goes any hope of get anybody getting Max Scherzer. Yeah. Oh, Scherzer's not going anywhere. And, no, and, no. Unless he just wants away from Joe Girardi after the crap that he pulled the other day. <laughs> yeah. Was that a joke? Yeah. This whole thing is a joke. Yeah. Uh, Joe Girardi, another cat, another manager, like the guy on the south side here, the game is – the game has long since passed him by, mm-hmm. and he's still a red ass. And you know, it's yeah, it, it just doesn't work anymore. No, no, he he, you know, I think in some respects he's worse than Larusa, uh, just because you know, geez, I mean, it's not like uh, uh, Girardi is seventy years old uh, or seventy five or seventy eight, <laughs> whatever. No, I mean, I mean, he was a he was the guy that was waiting for the Cubs job all those years. Mm-hmm. And when they finally got the team, they Theo went out and got mad. Girardi, <laughs> <It was, laughs> you know, I, I think, may never get over that. He turned down some stuff the year before because supposedly he thought he had the inside track here, being a you know a Cub draftee. And he played at Northwestern and stuff like that. So, but I didn't hear his name come up when it came time to be called. There was only one guy. Well. uh you know, Joe just he he's just never seen Max go to his hair like that. Um, so he <laughs> thought there was something in his hair. Yeah. Like just you know, and that's kind of thing too. Not only pisses off the other team, but yeah, you know, it probably aggravated the guys on his team because it's like, you know, what are you doing? Uh you know, I mean, if if you're gonna do that, what do you think uh, 
they're not yeah. going to do that to us. I mean, you know, we're going to get that treatment too. Well, that's well it. the quote of the night or the quote of the day was the next quote of the week, I guess I should say, was the next night where uh, they were talking about everything getting checked and you could hear Scherzer in the background of the mic yelling, <laughs> well, check Bryce for his hair. He's got a lot of product in there. How do you know he's not loading up the ball in right field? Like blatantly hear him yelling this on the mic. It was it was kind of funny because you're just like, well, you know, can you can you blame him? But let's uh, yeah, that'd be true. That'd be the baseball stuff. You look at that and. You look at it and you and you wonder is the other one. I wonder here, starting to wonder, even though some of the the power numbers are still there, is Bias playing himself off the team? We, I was going to bring that one up, uh, and I think there maybe I think there may be something to that because of all the position. If you look at the Cubs free agents, I mean Bryant. If any, if anybody traded Bryant right now, they should be out, lose their mind because the guy's played five positions. Basically, almost flawlessly for you. Doesn't bitch, doesn't complain, doesn't make mistakes. You know, you got Rizzo, you, you're going to get out of bargain, you know, somewhat of a bargain deal. He's a little older than, than the other guys. And you got, you know, Contreras. And so the easiest guy to replace out of all the guys we have that are out there, there's all kinds of shortstops in the National League right now. I mean, it's, and would, would I trade one that, Instead of what he, what was the number that came up? I think for the month of June, he's striking out at a 42% rate. Yeah. Now he's still hitting home runs and still driving in runs, but 42% strikeout rate. Yeah. Which is just, I mean, that's an unheard of number. Well, you they're going to have to uh, get, you know, get something for somebody uh, because, you know, they'll end up re signing uh, one, two, three of them. But they're not going to resign all four of those guys, and and you know you can't and you certainly can't let uh, you know two or three or God forbid four from a Cubs point of view, four of them go for nothing. Well, Contreras uh, has another year left, and Kimbrel has an option. But yeah, we looked at really the three. Yeah, three. But Kimbrel's option is both, so. You almost wonder, does he uh, say I'm opting out because I can go to the market and probably get another four-year deal at that close to mm-hmm. rate? That's the only thing that for the Kimbrel stuff would, uh, I guess, worry me would be the word. Is that it's 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 kind of like uh, Kyle Schwarber's option for this year where it's a, it's a mutual option. So they can, the Cubs can be all for it. And then him say, yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Yeah. But you know, if, if you're, you're looking at right now, like, I mean, if bias, if bias, they let bias walk, there's some people going to whine and cry and gnash their teeth and stuff like that. But if I'm if I'm ranking those guys right now, I probably got him fourth. Yeah, out of the four guys. I mean, and like you said, yeah, you know, I'll take another shortstop. I, I, I tell you, the kid that brought up the Alcantara, who's at 24 years old, 
and you look at he, he's got four triples or whatever or something like that already. Mm-hmm. This, this, he can play. He can, he, he's going to hit for a better average. No, he's not going to hit 30 home runs, and he's not going to drive in 100 runs. But you've got other guys on the team do that. Yeah, yeah, and if he's if he's bringing other facets of the game to the table, then uh, yeah, I mean, is in the big picture is that as good as Baez? Uh, maybe not, depending on the value you put on home runs, but also you know, can, can you strike out at a 30-40 percent clip, and you're not you're not putting the ball in play? And, he's also uh, leading the league in errors. Yeah, yeah, and and he uh, gets you know, the more balls, but still. Yeah, so you know, I mean, you have somebody who's not as flashy, but more consistent across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're not going to keep all those guys, you know, and, and I can understand some people being upset, but uh, you know, any reasonable person, uh, you know, you just, you, in this day and age, you can't keep them all. No, no. It, you know, for me right now, if you keep one, it's right. I mean, it's, you start there. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. The way he's playing this year. Absolutely. You know, and work your way down. And he's, he's, you know, thank God he's flexible. You could, you could sit, you know, hey, we're down for a game or two with, you know, and things like that. I mean, <laughs> if you're right now, if you're going to come to play without Bodie and they, they played without Duffy and stuff like that. So, you know, and Horner, so the infield's been short. And so, mm-hmm. yet, Brian's been able to cover up some of that outfield stuff. And, you know, so we're not having a good year either. Thank you for listening to the Sports Divided Podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Anybody watching the NBA? Yeah, I checked the scores, but that is the extent of it. And, and, and I will say, I'm, you know, it is refreshing to see teams in there that are not typically in there, you know. Oh, like, like Atlanta and, and, and Philadelphia and – you know, even even the Clippers, you know, making it that. Uh, I mean, what did I say? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah. No, I had I did hear uh, on first take yesterday, and I was I had it designated for next week when Matt gets back, so he can uh, let us know what he thinks. But the lady from first take uh, was talking about how boring all the cities are left in the NBA Finals. Okay. Ah, is is that it's. Brian's cousin or somebody. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like. So LA, which whether it was the Clippers or the Lakers, they both play on a staple. So you're staying at the same spot. Um, Atlanta, I'm sure people actually like going to, and Phoenix. The only boring one is Milwaukee. Might be Milwaukee. I, I yeah, mean, yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, like. <clears throat> It was just one of those, like, uh, and, like, to say it on national television, like, how do you think you're going to get received next time you make your way to any of those four cities? Well, it could be worse. I mean, you know, someday it may be an Oklahoma City-Sacramento finals. I mean, you know, come on. That that wouldn't be – There you go. Indiana. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Like (laughs) – The only thing that perked my ears up the other day on the NBA was it somebody here talking about they wanted Simmons on on the Bulls. And, no, and I said unless something has changed, you know, from what I used to watch, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> and I, I I don't know the whole story on that thing, but what he didn't take a shot in the last game or was it? Yeah, uh, last seconds he passed the ball off to everybody and stuff. I mean, come on. Yeah. 
Now, the only thing that did surprise me, he's only 24. Which seemed not right. Well, he only had one year in at LSU. So, yeah, I guess that's probably probably close. Wow. So, but I haven't I haven't watched the game. I haven't broken down and watched the game yet because every night there's been a hockey game, and so that's that's yeah, yeah. That that and trying to flip and manage to watch some baseball when you can. Yeah, yeah I'm kind I'm of. Using, I'm using Matt's parents' code watching the Marquee Network. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just even. Uh, I just have no desire to right now. To watch that's, baseball, yeah, that's what the Cardinals yeah. have done. Oh, oh, same here. It's uh, they've just—they're so boring. <laughs> yeah, um, the Card—the Cardinals have been just that. They've been that boring lately. Oh, they are. They're uninteresting. Uh, I mean, well, you know, here and I'll throw this out at you. Um, you know, I—I I firmly believe in any sport that a team is a reflection of its uh, coach or manager or whatever. And certainly, the Cardinals have had injuries and that sort of thing. And, you know, like in all cases, you, I mean, you can't blame the coach or the manager in this case, but somebody, I don't know, give him a cup of coffee or something, you know, I mean, he's just, your team sucks right now. And there's like nothing there. There's nothing there. I mean, well, he's all about protecting, uh, protecting his carpenters. guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I get that, but I mean, you know, somehow you have to, uh, Montreal just scored. Um, I mean, you know, did they, you're like, a little ahead of me. I'm still at 30 seconds on the power play. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want him to go, uh, all, uh, you know, Earl Weaver, Billy Martin, you know, and that, that would be totally out of character. You can't do that, but I don't know something, um, Yeah, they uh it's just it's getting to a point where it's like you know, you gotta do something like else, you gotta say something else, you gotta just like today they talked about oh he was he was changing up the lineup. Woohoo. You know what he yeah. did? He put O'Neill and clean. He up. moved he just moved everybody up one spot and took yeah. Edmund from the leadoff to sixth. That was mm-hmm. it. Like yeah. Oh, he moved up uh, Lars to uh, seventh. In no, the, uh... yesterday he was seventh yesterday because DeYoung was the only guy. They made the comment: DeYoung's the only guy hitting in the same spot that he hit last time, and it was. Oh, I thought I thought he moved up to the. Uh... He hit eight, get, or he. Had... Oh, I guess he did. Yeah. Oh, cause he, no, cause here he... it is. He's seventh. But he hit DeYoung. He hit nine yesterday. Oh, yesterday because of the DH. DH so yeah. DeYoung was eight still. Yeah. But, yeah, so, but, you know, I mean, what, what the Cardinals really risk right now is, you know, well, I mean, in St. Louis, they're never going to be irrelevant, but basically irrelevant for the rest of the summer because they're so, you know, boring. And, uh, you know, right now nothing's clicking for them. You know, it's kind of like you and I. It's like I, I don't even – I'll check on my phone. I'll check the scores. But I'm not going to waste my time sitting in front of the TV watching it. The only thing that – is good for the Cardinals when it comes to how do I phrase this properly? 
Nolan Arenado's opt out. Because if they keep this up, people are freaking out that he might opt out. I don't think Nolan Arenado, based off his last three years, is going to get a seven-year, $199 million deal. No. So if his, if, his, um, if his agent is smart, he won't have him opt out just because he's not going to get that money anywhere else. Well, after this season, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, so he'd have six years, $180 million left is what uh, something like that. that I yeah, understand. yeah. He's so got an opt out. out. Six, six or 30? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got yeah. an opt out this year, after this year, and then he's, but then it's tied in. Yeah. And guaranteed the rest of the time, but he he'd be a fool and uh, to opt out because of the labor situation, the contract talks. Uh, yeah. You don't know what's going to happen with that, and uh, exactly, you know, yeah. I mean, somebody might. And then offer. somebody approaches that. You know, is somebody with a a big checkbook? I think mean, here the big talk all the time is waiting for the end of the year to see if Castellanos will opt out. Does he like the? Uh, he, he fit really well here, and I could see them paying him. I mean, that's easy. Well, that's what we need. I mean, but so for the Cardinals' sake, with third baseman, all the big markets, I mean, the Cubs are either going to pay Bryant, they're not going to go out and get Aaron Nato instead of Bryant. That's not going to happen. No. So there's really no third base market for him either in a, yeah. with a contender. So that's the other good thing when it comes to that. Otherwise, yeah, it would be kind of, uh, well, that'd be a, a huge little worried. risk on his part. Yes. Just a huge, I mean, you know, uh, because. Uh, I'll, you know, tell you, I'll tell you, the only, the only one I would look at would be the White Sox. Because Moncada is a second baseman by trade. Well, apparently. Now, and they, they, need, they need a couple of bats real badly, especially when they can carry a glove with it. Apparently, they're uh, in some. There's some talks about they're in the mix for Trevor Story to move him to move him to third base and just have him be their third baseman. Which yeah, Moncada's just he's just a very average third baseman, you know. And his batting area, he's up and down. I mean, he's he's not an irreplaceable part of that team. Well, and then you know, not only they also with the injury to. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on it? Nick? Uh, the second baseman, yeah. Magiana, oh, uh, uh, Madrigal. Yeah. Madrigal, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. With his injury, so there's your perfect scenario. If you can go get – you have a better chance of probably going to get a good, productive third baseman and moving Makata back to second than finding a second baseman that will do everything you need. That produce for you. And Madrigal was it was a average hit, uh, a high average hitter, not a power hitter by any stretch. He's yeah, uh, he's not that he's not that guy. He, he's not going to turn out to be that guy. You know, he, he's going to hit you three ten, three fifteen, which is nice. But you know, he's a ten homer guy maybe, and you know that type of thing. So you know, they you know right now they they just need some some power, and you know, Mercedes looks like he's. He's about another month away from being back in a minor, so he can't feel he's got no position. And I think he's down, I think he's down to 258 or 259, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and which which is a long drop from where he was. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. imagine what the last month or six weeks looks like. It's gotta be really horrendous. Well, if you think about it, 
it all went downhill after he uh, swung yeah. at that three zero pitch. Yeah. Not you the know, same player. Yep. Maybe that's uh, baseball gods, as Tony Larusa called it. Yeah, a little karma. Yes, Tony Larusa. Oh god. But so another thing we were going to talk about, I was going to say is the the play by Baez. I, I feel like that's that's a. Uh, it's the beginning of the end in Chicago. I, I, or the north side, I should say, because I could see him liking Chicago enough and signing on the south side in the off season. But this you're not going to trade him. In that lineup, I mean that's they're going to look at it as more about the glove and oh, we got either a third baseman or a second baseman that can add some pop. Kind of the way you guys look at it, but you guys are just getting to the point. Well, hey, give me, after a while. Give me the, the main reason he won't bring those out of South Side. Some people are going to bid heavily for him because of the attraction, you know, and stuff like that. Once the bidding war gets hard, hard and heavy, uh, the South Side will be out at that point. They're not, they're, yeah, they're not the going to pay top block. The thing about this offseason, though, with so many shortstops, um, yeah, I mean, is the market going to be so uh, uh, diluted, for lack of a better word, that, yeah, I mean, is there going to be a bidding war for for Baez? You know, I mean, in well, the shortstop. Got, he's got his friends out there pegging for him. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was interesting. You know, Tatis and everybody else going out, online and saying, you know, yeah, he belongs in the top three with us. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so, Fernando. It's, yeah. <laughs> stick to baseball, buddy. Yeah, that's serious. So I mean, yeah, there, you you can't tell me that he is equivalent at shortstop to. I mean, I know he's having a bad year this year, but Lindor or Tatis or even Correa. Yeah, and, and, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of virus remorse on, on Lindor. Already. I mean, well, yeah, but hopefully, so hopefully for their sake and for baseball's sake, it's just one of those years, and he bounces back and lives up to the contract. But you hope, you hope so. But I mean, you know, it's just a. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know what the Cubs do about it when it comes to him. Like, how do you sell to your guys' fans to trade him? Well, you, you unless, have, unless you trade him. You trade him now for a pitcher. But then who's your shortstop? My point is, unless you trade him for a pure swap of a shortstop, you send him somewhere that you're getting a, reti- a, a aging uh, – the Cubs next, the next Cubs next uh, start shortstops down. He's the number three prospect in. The, in no, I I know, but I'm t- I'm talking about just for this year. Like you, if you trade him, who's your shortstop this year? You don't oh, really. Sure. Yeah, but how do you in a pen? If you guys are staying in first place, how do you pitch that to the to them? I'm saying like their if best bet is pitcher, if you get a pitcher, if you can get a starting pitcher for him, you can sell it to me. See, you're. I was going to say your best bet is you use them to go get. Trevor Story for the rest of the year or 
Edrol, uh, Simmons for the uh, Drolden Simmons for the rest of the year. Somebody like that. That is where you can pitch the whole, hey, we're upgrading here for the pennant run and we had to give something up. But, but like, until you put a starting pitcher on this team, the, the pennant run is going to start and stop in the central. Well, yeah, that's for, I think, everybody in the central right now. That's the thing. Oh, I, I, you look at the central's record against the West, it's pretty good. I mean, it's better than you would think. I mean that's you know that's the whole thing. So I mean, it's you just gotta wait. I mean, you you like I said, you'd be able to sell that. Yeah, it, it, it went for story. It'd be an easier sell. I mean, and you know, and it's just little things like you know you, you're watching the thing, and you've got both Rizzo and Bryant have been lobbying hard, you know, for the Cubs to sign them together. And was, you don't hear Bias's name in there. Mm. It's never the way that you say, you know, the three of us will go in there. No, it's it's just the two. You know, so, but uh, I, like I said, I, I just think he's mentally playing himself off this team. I, I, I do, and it's it's a shame. He's got a ton of talent and stuff like that, but that's not his first mistake in the base pass. Yeah. Team. Yeah, that's if that if that was he would have been pulled out of the game. No, he's he's had brain cramps before. Yeah, because they said the two pitches before that, he spent he never even moved off the base. He stood on first base, so he was out of it before that ball was hit. Yeah, and then he then he doesn't hustle to try and get back. You know, he starts waving his arms around like it's somebody else's fault. <laughs> somebody else to blame here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just didn't want you know. Take responsibility. Yeah, can't look bad. I'll, I'll give I'll give Ross a lot of credit. I mean, for you know, you know, a guy you know early in his career like that, you know, he's not not going to give anybody a pass. Well, and and you know that that's more about uh, maybe even you could make the argument not so much about bias. It's about the rest of the team because you know you you don't do anything, you don't necessarily lose the team, but right. it's it's like hey, well. Whoa, you know what? Jesus, I mean that—that's like big time uh, uh, bonehead mistake. You know, something's got to happen. You know, and yeah, I—I realize sometimes it happens in the clubhouse. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's well. I think some of it's probably also Rizzo's face and reaction when it happened was. Oh, what did he do? He kind of looked back at Ross like, "Are you yeah. kid- like this guy? Are you kidding me?" Mm-hmm. So I'm sure well, you know. You're struggling to score runs. I mean, re- really struggling. You just can't give yourself up on a base pass. I mean, that's just dumb. Well, Dave, you probably know uh, better than Rick and I. Uh, you know, and like re- you were saying, it's not his first uh, mistake like that. Uh, I mean, if if I'm not mistaken, didn't it, he's done the uh, break into the home run trot and uh, ends up with a single instead of a double or triple? Off the wall. Yep, yeah, a couple of times. And, and, and at least, yeah, at least a couple times. So you know, I mean, he, he's probably got a good uh, rap sheet there uh, you know, well, you, know and, and you don't get penalized as much for being aggressive but he also runs through a lot of signs mm. you know and, and somehow figures he's got a flop and tossing and, and he does make it sometimes there's no there's no question and stuff but even that play you know that made all the national tv where yeah. the, the idiot first baseman ran him back to the plate i mean that should have been an easy out and that should have been long over i mean 
Yeah, actually, that was that was more the other guy being a bonehead. Yeah, uh, exactly right. <laughs> that's what I don't. That's what I didn't get out. How like everyone was like, oh. to be kind of genius. Like, yeah, I'm like, like no. no, the guy should no. as soon as he ran, just turn around, throw the ball. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're worried, throw the ball to the catcher. You jog back to first, and then have him throw it back to you because that way the guy's not going to come home. Then yeah. you get like. Well, yeah, so two, it wasn't. There were, there were two outs anyway, so it didn't matter. Oh, yeah. there was two outs. The first yeah, there were two outs. Yeah, two I was outs. thinking there was only one out. No, okay. no, there were two there outs. Were, there were two, which is yeah. why made that play even a bigger bonehead play at first. Because it didn't yeah. matter when they touched first base. No, as it, long as it, he steps on first base, that force out cancels. Yeah. Cancels any run. Not a guy coming for the plate, not thinking as long as I get the out, it doesn't matter. You know? Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, the 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 credit to Baez, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, a little bit, uh, but but no, that was not so much his brilliance as it was the other guy's uh, boneheadedness. <laughs> that, but, you know, I look at the whole thing, and you know, these guys, a couple of these guys are going to cost an awful lot of money, and so that I just I don't see giving that contract there. You just he's not consistent enough anymore, and so I mean. He, I thought he had come around and gotten out of all that stuff, but yeah, I mean, you start striking out 42% of the time, you, you're not doing your team any favors here. Well, you guys have some, uh, it's going to be very interesting next uh, month or so because, uh, yeah, if you're in the hunt, you know, it's it's like uh, we've been saying here, uh, how do you sell that uh, if you make uh, any changes, you know? I mean, yeah, Ross has got to have some tough decisions to make. You figure in the next two weeks, they'll have Duffy back, needs a spot to play. You have Horner back, he's going right into second base. That's that's a that's a no-brainer. That offense misses him tremendously at that point. But as these guys continue to come back and wisdom continues to hit at that point, you know, not at the rate of nine home runs in ten games and stuff, but I mean I mean the other day he was, was over two and you had a guy on second with two outs and he drove a line shot in the center. I mean, it was it was refreshing to see some of that. These guys need places to play. Where are you gonna? What are you gonna do with Hayward? What are you gonna do with Mm-hmm. Because they're, right now they're just killing the bottom of the order. I mean, because you, you got those two, and you got you know, right now if you give Contreras any kind of time off whatsoever, you get no production there. So I mean, you know, they 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 really need to bite the bullet. On the on, on the pro, the catching prospect down I mean, uh, Maya, who's our number two prospect, and I think he's the number three catching prospect in baseball. You know, but they don't want to bring him up until next year. Well, you know what? Let's not raise that on the head again and keep reminding Chris Bryant of like, look, bring the kid up and let him play. I guarantee you, he hit better than 86. So it depends how serious they get. We'll see, we'll see. Like you said, another two weeks, we'll know on both teams where they're yeah. going to be. And the other frightening thing is if they become sellers, who knows? Well, you know what concerns me about the Cardinals is that they won't do anything. Uh, regardless. Well, that's probably the worst thing you can do is do nothing. But yeah, I agree yeah. with that. And uh, because it's not like uh, – I, I don't know. It, it's, it's not like Cardinals have a lot of assets that uh, – you know, or priceless, except, you know, Arenado. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, you know, I, I could see Mosellac sitting on his hands. Um, well, you know, like, but here, are you really going to trade 
Nolan Arenado, like that. Oh no, 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 no. Of course, no, of yeah, course yeah, not. No, yeah. what I'm saying is, you know, I mean, he's he's untouchable. But um, but beyond that, I mean, well, Goldschmidt because what you're paying him, and uh, but beyond that, there's nobody on that that team that's untouchable. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, everybody is so mediocre. What are you going to get for him? Uh, exactly. So. <laughs> that's that was yeah. Like the only guys that you could maybe move. I mean, nobody's going to want. Yeah. And, and what you, what are you going to get? I mean, the typical uh, deadline trade uh, deal of, uh, uh, you know, two, three, four minor leaguers that, you know, uh, you know, unless you're really following baseball, you have no clue who they are. And uh, well, here's a perfect example. Let's say you get that. Another two weeks goes by and you guys stay in the fuck that you are. And somebody gets hot, whether it's a couple of Milwaukee or whatever, and, and it pulls away and at that point. Do you go to Wainwright and say, hey, listen, you know, if you go pitch for somebody for two months, we'll bring you back. Yeah. He's not – I can tell – he won't. He, he'll – Because you would be able to get something back for him because somebody would plug him in right – you know, somebody that's yeah. to win it would yeah. play, not even care about next year because of his age. They just want the wins this year. Yeah. You know, and, and even if he would be agreeable to that, uh, I think it's still for the Cardinals, uh, then you're doing it for him, you know, to give him a chance uh, – uh, you know, to be in the playoffs again, uh, but you're not going to get, you're not going to get anything for him either. And and the Cardinals don't have anything uh, in, in the minor leagues really uh, at at this point that you'd want to, you wouldn't be giving up uh, un- unless you're going for it. Uh, and at this point, unless unless they get hot in the next couple of weeks, I don't know. Um, this seems like a lost season. Well, yeah, they're not going to give up you know, Nolan Gorman and mm-hmm. some of those guys because otherwise they probably would have already and you wouldn't have had just Nolan Arenado. You would have had another – you would have had an outfielder too. Yeah. And and even if they do get hot in the next couple of weeks, say they narrow the, the gap in the central, you know, realistically looking at the Cardinals, um, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. But – even if somehow, some way, they'd win the Central, make it in the playoffs, you know, they're they're not going to win. They're, you know, this year it's uh, there's just too much uh, firepower elsewhere in the uh, in the league, and they just don't have the pieces and parts this year. I mean, yeah, they have issues across the board. Their starting pitching is not uh, uh, doing a very good job right now. Their even their middle relief uh, is uh, is a mess. Um, they're obviously not hitting. Uh, that's so, true. Yeah, that's too many problems. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you got to, you know, you plug a, uh, you know, plug a hole here and you're good. It's you know, you stick your finger in the dike here and then another leak springs, you know, and you're certainly not going to make enough deals and, uh, you know, trade uh, that many guys to get difference makers at this point. Well, I think the Cubs have it a little worse than the fact that you got too many guys that if you go for it and don't make it you're going to get nothing back for yeah. if they leave. I mean, you're going to have to pay them or you're going to get zero return. So that's. Well, I think that's the, that's the biggest and most frustrating thing for the Cardinals is like, like these, like the guys you have and that like are in your roster right now, they were supposed to be there. Like you're only missing one 
batting bat wise one starter. Yeah, that's Bader. Exactly. And that's what I was, and that's Harrison Bader. Like, that's not exactly a uh, you devastating know, loss. I mean, you know, no. every team has a has you know has a starter or two out. So yeah, that that that's a great point. I mean, that's that's not the issue. Uh, it's not like injuries are taking their toll on the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the starting lineup. They're just not, they're just not producing, you know, as my, I mean, I'm checking here, they start the game. Um, and, and this just checking every, uh, you know, when the Cardinals are batting, it's, a, it's so repetitive. Uh, Carlson struck out Goldschmidt grounded out Arenado struck out, you know, I mean, how many one, two, three innings do they have or, uh, yeah. it's just, you know, every game and yeah, you're just getting no production. Well, and that's why like, I go back to like, like guys like Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt and Paul DeYoung and all these guys, like they shouldn't regress as much as they have mm-hmm. so quickly. So it's gotta be like the approach that they're getting and the, the, information overload, whatever you want to call it, whatever they're getting from Jeff Albert is, is it's gotta be him, whether it's the way he wants them to approach or the way they are like, there needs to be a shakeup when it comes to the message. Like they always talk about like, sometimes messages just get stale, right? Like, and then sometimes it's, they just need a different message or a different voice. Like Jeff Albert is so reliant on, which has been the Cardinals issue for the, for a long time was the opposite. They were so reluctant to use video that they would see new guys come up from the minors and couldn't hit them because of whatever. Oh, I remember that. And then, and now it's, they're so reliant on video that if the guy does one thing different, they're screwed. So like, you got to find a happy medium. Like, I mean, well, at this point, you know, you know, I was talking about Schilt earlier. They're, they're not going to get rid of him. Uh, But, somebody's got to uh it's gotta be sword here. yeah and you know i mean you you obviously it's cliche i mean you can't trade uh can't trade all the players but i mean at the very least you got to sacrifice him because it, it ain't working folks and it didn't uh it hasn't worked for a while now uh, with their offense no and that's the that's the thing right like it's it it just something's got to give yeah and I mean, realistically, even if it's a quick fix, like you can't tell me that Willie McGee couldn't be a good right. hitting coach in a pinch. He couldn't do any worse. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. You know, I mean, well, uh, he could go to center. <laughs> <laughs> don't, yeah. I mean, don't, don't get our hopes up too much, Dave. Yeah. That yeah. was Mario's mother. That was her favorite player in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she, she had two favorite players in baseball, and she wanted to follow the Cubs. There is it. it was Lee Smith and uh, Willie McGee. That's funny. She likes so, the Black Irish. That's this. That <laughs> He's a kid. Comes the Irish, whatever. Dragging mm. his bat up to the, up to the up yeah, so. yeah. Doing the whoop, whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop, whoop. He still walks that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, he, he certainly, uh, yeah. I mean, at this point, uh, you know, I mean, certainly it's on the players. Uh, it's their responsibility. But you know, hey. Uh, you, you got to do something. You got to change something at this point. 
And, uh, you know, they're just killing time and, uh, well, they're wasting time if they don't do something like that now. I mean, if they're going to do it at the all-star break, uh, you know, just do it now, you know, get it over. Well, that's the thing. Like the perfect time might've been on that plane ride home after the easiest time might've been a plane ride home from Detroit. Mm -hmm. You were up there for 23 hours and you lost two games badly. Like that was your, probably your chance to be like, Yep, Jeff Albert, here's your Southwest plane ticket on the home. Um, thank you, but bye. Yeah, here's your Uber. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what are you waiting for? Uh, and and that, that's what kind of puzzles me, too, is that, uh, you know, and I know you got to be patient, but uh, what, what does Mosellac uh, mean? And I know the other guy uh, is technically general manager, but you know who's making the decisions. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what are yeah. you doing? Uh, you know, uh, what, what are you waiting for? Uh, you, what you see is what you get here. I mean, it's been, it's been like this now for uh, a couple months at least. Oh, it's been like this for good thing back. Like even the year we went to the NLCS, it was feast or famine. Every oh, right, game right. was the same mm-hmm. way. Like yeah. it's been the same style of offense for three years. Like mm-hmm. it's you like, and the prime example was the Atlanta series. You scored one run on Friday night. You scored nine on nine. Well, on you Saturday. got sh- or sorry, zero runs on Thursday night. You lost one nothing. Mm-hmm. You scored one run on Friday night. Rained out Saturday. First game of the doubleheader Sunday. You scored nine, and then you get shut out. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, figure that out. Like, and you had the same lineup in both Sunday mm-hmm. night and Sunday afternoon game, like. The only difference was Kisner went in for Molina, which mm-hmm. that shouldn't affect your offense that much. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's uh, the Cardinals are heftily playing their way uh, to not even being able to argue the amount of uh, all stars you have. They're going to get their oh. one. Oh, they'll get no. Yeah, there's no way they get any, any more than uh, one. The only thing they can hope for is people recognize O'Neill and put him in as a an outfielder. But I don't really see that happening too much. Um, just because yeah. there, there are a lot more. Yeah, but I would agree that would be the only finish. only other possibility. Because I mean, it's not going to be. I don't think it'll be Molina now, hmm. and so that leaves you with Arenado, and that's about it. Yeah. So and and Lars, Lars is going to be a late. Uh, yeah. Make a late push here. Lars Newt Bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God! It's uh, you know. It, I just wonder, like, at what point does it kind of change? And I don't know. Like, you have to do something because I get it. You, the Cardinals, we they get their three three million fans every single year, and doesn't really matter what they do. But at some point. It's going to change. It's, it's going to go not good. 
Well, you have to, I mean, at, at, at this point you're stuck in no man's land. Uh, you know, you're not, you're not good, but you're not terrible. Uh, but you'd also don't have the pieces to become good because this, you know, you have this shuttle, uh, you know, of these, what I call four a guys, uh, and they're all the same player, you know, and Lars may have a great arm and, you know, had a triple yesterday and, but eventually he'll become Lane Thomas, you know, after, uh, the other guy, Williams, who started the year, I can't even think of his Justin. Williams. Justin, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all these guys, they're the same guy and they just keep on trading places. So they have a bunch of those four, a guys, uh, and then, you know, the De Youngs of the world. And, uh, so you're caught nowhere. Um, you know, well, you're forced to go get it in free agency at that point. And that doesn't work. Well yeah. And then right? the Cardinals, you know, typically don't, don't do that. You know, at well, least makes, not the high price ones anyway. It makes you wonder, like, sometimes what they think when they make some trades, right? Like, like Randall Gritchick right now would be a great center field right fielder for you. And all you got back was Lane Thomas and Dominic Leone, which Lane Thomas is Tyler Green. He's the biggest, yeah, like you said, like. One of those 4A players. The running joke, 4A, right? He gets, Mm -hmm. he goes down to Memphis game one. And what does he do? He goes three for four with two home runs and a double. And it's like, well, yeah, but you can't do that here. Like, can't do it here, and he can't even come close. No, you know, and that's the thing. Area. It's not like he's just not getting chances. And when you see him get chances, he, you know, goes one for three and has four hard hit or one for four and four hard hit balls, but just some bad. It's like mm. he can't even touch anything right. in the majors. Like, yeah, it, it's just yeah. So ugly. I mean, if you're the Cardinals, do you? Uh, you know, the Cardinals will never never tank. Uh, but then, then, okay. If you're not going to tank, then you got to do, you got to make some bold moves, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, you, you have to get a, uh, however you do it, whether it's in the middle of the season, postseason, uh, you know, uh, you know, off season or whatever, you know, Max Scherzer. I mean, you, you, right now, I mean, they have Arenado, Goldschmidt eh, kind of used to be that big, big name guy, but beyond that, they don't when you think of these really good teams uh they have two or three uh big name superstar players and and you figure both of your big hitters the obps are, are not anything to write home about mm. so i mean you know they're barely over 300 i mean yeah, yeah. that's that's their batting average should be a little bit over 300 not throw the game yeah. so they're not taking the walks you know as i'm trying to do so i mean both of those guys i'd, I'd be patient I'd be more patient because they their history is proven. But I mean, Arenado basically this year is the guy I thought he was going to be. I mean, that's yeah. you look at yeah. his at, now. Don't get me wrong. I'll I'll take him on any team out there, especially because of his defense. I mean, this is a vacuum cleaner at third base on, yeah. you know, on top of you know a pretty solid hitter. But he's not. You know, he's not Mike Trout, and he's he's not Ted Teams, and he's not you know from that standpoint. He's not that guy. He, they're very good players. Well, and Arenado is, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's uh, had a bad couple of weeks here, uh, but I mean, his his numbers and his, his 
defense are pretty much what I think everybody expected. Well, yeah, and you can play defense anywhere. I mean, the, yeah. it doesn't matter if you're in Colorado or St. Louis, the defense is going to be the same. And you, you look at his arm and you look and say, he, he makes some plays behind third base that very few people can make that, make that throw from out there and, you know, make it easily. You know, yeah. Frankly. So his, I mean, yeah, his defense is, is, is what you would expect. Uh, and his offense, you know, is, and Goldsmith is, plays with him. Yeah. And, and Goldsmith's numbers are, are, are pretty good too. I mean, those two guys, yeah, it's just everybody else. Uh, although, I mean, I, I think Edmund has, has had a, a pretty decent season. Um, but, um, but you, but your top two guys are not having all-star seasons. They, right. They're right. Just not, you know, yeah. And, their, their numbers are, are, are good. But uh, like I said before, I mean, when you think of all the, all the good teams, I mean, they have you can right off the top of your head, you can name two or three guys that you know, uh, all stars, superstars. Great. I mean, they're, yeah. they're they're not they make difference makers. Now the Cardinals don't have that uh, on pitching or offense. No, and that I mean that's the thing is it's like you don't really know where to look go whatever you want to classify it as is like you don't want to be in no man's land for a long time and yeah. then you end up signing some free agent pitchers hoping that you know somebody that maybe is coming off a time of john or something that just turns out you know the lights go on or something yeah yeah well hoping to yeah i mean the, the running joke in st louis about the low-hanging fruit you know and uh you know uh, uh going for that yeah and hoping that you you know you strike uh, uh lightning or uh whatever and um i mean where are the cardinals in the central if they got lance Lynn in the rotation oh yes yeah i mean this you know you're right there you're you're right there with the milwaukee and the cubs at that yeah. point you're not out at all even regardless you never would have went through that streak yeah. You know, well, and at some point, I think you got to e- even raise the possibility. Uh, I mean, everything has a shelf life and uh, Mosellock's time, you know, it's like, you know, his, his track record. I mean, you know, he got Arenado. Hey, absolutely. And, and he got Goldschmidt. But there have been a lot of swings and misses, uh, you know, free agency wise and trade wise. Um, you know, the Brett Cecil thing, uh, which flopped, um, you know, and any number of others. So. Well, trade and void, uh, all these, <laughs> all these guys who were on these well, other we, teams. We look, we look around too. We look. We feel we let Lemayhu walk. How many yeah. years ago for nothing? You know, you lost Labor Torres, but that's because the Yankees wouldn't take anybody else, which was just sucked. You know, mm-hmm. at the point to, you know, to do that. But yeah, you, you look at the ex Cubs are out there, and you uh, had uh, Solaire down in Kansas City who. Now he's actually healthy and stuff. He's a pretty good hitter. Still not much of an outfielder, but he can still hit. You know, and you got Eloy on the south side. Again, the guy you don't even want to live near your outfield, but it's he can hit. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of guys walked out of here. The, the biggest one for me is LeMahieu. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of them, it's yeah, you just you don't. I mean, and and so that I think is understandable. But what's happened over the last uh, three, four, or five years with the Cardinals getting rid of these guys and what they've gone on to do, it's like it does make you pause and say, "Whoa, <laughs> well, what's going on?" So to that point, 
I kind of was in the same thinking until I started like, what if they did keep the right two of mm-hmm. the big corner guys? Like O'Neal is a gold glover. And if he keeps looking this way and he figures it out, he's like a Rosarena's come back down to earth a bit. And, you know, besides Voight outfield wise, I would take O'Neal over. I know a, a Lowell Garcia had a great month and a half in Texas this year. And then Rosarena was, you know, Ted Williams 2.0 in the playoffs. But <laughs> if, if O'Neal put this year's season together as a career. Yeah. I, you know, you kept the right guy. And I don't think those guys were also moved because Carlson was their guy. Dylan Carlson was, you know, there's a reason they gave him. Everybody else comes up and gets these numbers for one to two years where they're like, oh, you know, Tyler, Tyler O'Neill's wearing number 41 and Harrison Bader's wearing number 48. And, oh, no, Dylan Carlson got number three right away. Like, he, he was – he's their guy, you know. So, I think deep down, maybe it's more hope. Mm-hmm. But I think when it's all said and done, I think you might look – people might look at it and say, okay, they kept the right – the right outfielders. When it yeah. comes – like, I don't know if you can compare – a Rosarena and Ololis Garcia to Harrison Bader, just because those guys would never have played the center field. And same thing with Luke Voigt. Now, you know, you traded Luke Voigt because you thought Matt Carpenter was going to be good. And then Matt Carpenter struggled. And then it was a, okay, now we got to go get a, a guy and you go, Gold get Goldschmidt, but I also wonder with Void if if he ever would have been the player he was here or not with family constantly around. Yeah, yeah, that that's an issue, and and yeah, and, and O'Neill is uh, yeah, uh, he's another player who's uh, having a good year, um, but uh, boy, right now they just have so many uh, holes and people underperforming. You know, where do you start? What do you do? Oh yeah. You know, and part of it, you know, you know, it's going to be the wait till next year thing. But, you know, their pitching, um, you would think, would improve because they'll have uh, Hudson will be back. And um, uh, who else uh, is going to be coming back next Michaelis year? Michaelis, maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Um, you'll have Flaherty here in a, in a couple minutes. Yeah. You know, it's just – it, it's, I don't know, but yeah, that, like that's kind of what I was wondering. Like at what time, I I don't know if Bill DeWitt ever fires John Mosellock. Right. It might be a, which is where, where I wanted to go next anyways. It might be a uh, Pat Foley situation where it's a, hey, this is my last year. Yeah. Here at Sports Vita, we're powered by Mep's Place, the gathering place. Hey fans, I know you're listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. You know, since 
Pat Foley announced this coming season will be his his last. Um, He'll be training his replacement somehow. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't, I don't, it doesn't hurt my feelings. One of, you know, I could also go with John Kelly. That's to fine. <laughs> I could also go with John Kelly to say the same thing when it comes to the blues and just move on from, like we had this talk the other day, how I made the comment. Like I just, Pat Foley is too much for me. And John Kelly is not enough. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, they're just like, if you could find a happy medium between them both, probably great. Mm. Well, the hard, the hard part here for us is we're going to lose old check out of this also. I mean, yeah, that, that's a, that's too bad. Yeah. Because, I mean, for 15 years, you've had two Chicago guys doing the Blackhawks, which brings a different view. It, but, you know, much the more home review and stuff like that without question, but a lot of more insight and stuff. Eddie's going to be much more national, especially when, when Foley's out of here. So you, you're not only going to lose your play-by-play, you're going you're gonna to lose your color guy. You know, and it's – I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to – I mean, for us here, I mean, you had – you had two Blackhawks in, in my lifetime, which is a long freaking time. I mean, you basically had Vince Lloyd and you had uh, uh, Pat Foley. I mean, it's, you know, different ways of calling the game and, and, and things like that. And it's going to change. You know, and, you know, they, you, you hear the names coming up right now. And it's like, you know, everybody's enamored with this guy from the White Sox, this younger guy. And I, he does nothing for me. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't quite get that. Um, I, I don't know why he's. So highly, I know why Steve Stone is thought of as one of the best color guys in, in baseball because I think he is. I mean, an analyst, but this other guy is just, you know, oh god, you know, he does, uh, he does broadcasts with Bill Walton and he does this. Who the hell cares? You know, who's so Bill Walton? At this point, you know, and it's just, it's over the top. And he he does he does zero for me, and you know, so the Blackhawks announcing team is going to change dramatically. You know, when I look at the guys that are here now, I, I, I don't see, I don't see, it's not good. It, you know, the guys that are on, on, on the sports channel, they're good for what they do, but there's not a play-by-play guy among them. And, he, and even a color guy as good as Eddie. So, well, if there was somebody who was the heir apparent, if you will, uh, that, you wouldn't have been going through. Uh, you wouldn't have been saying what you were just saying. <laughs> right. You would. You would have mentioned whoever it is, uh, and it, it would be obvious. Yeah, there is, there is no obvious thing here. That's 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 going to be a tough one. There, there's no question. I mean, I just. Do you think that means Olchek is going to be gone more? Yeah, because him, period. Him, and, him and Foley are really, really tight. I mean, that's uh, uh, when Olchek was going through his cancer recovery and stuff like that. I mean, uh, Foley really, really was a big part of his life at that point, from what I understand. And really, you know, they built a bond that's that's pretty darn good and stuff. And yeah, I, I think Eddie's going to be one of two that he's going to go more national. You know, they love him nationally, stuff like that. And, 
he's going to do more horse racing and stuff like that too. There's no question. Well, that, I, I was going to say though, like he hasn't been signed on anywhere to do national. Oh, he's, with, uh, he's, he's, he's worked a number of national games this year. No, but I'm saying NBC's done this year. Well, yeah. I oh mean, no, no, he'll he'll go to TBS. Yeah, you, th- you think he will? Or ESPN, or whoever, yeah. whoever it is. Um, see, good, I, he's a good story for everybody. I mean, yeah, he, I think that's uh, already on top of being deal. a good guy. He's a good story. Yeah. You don't think he wants to get into the front office side and stay home more? Uh, he seems, to me, he seems like he enjoys his time out with the horse racing and stuff. He really does. Well, I get that, but I'm talking. I'm not. I'm talking about inside the game of hockey, like vice president of hockey operations or a assistant or special assistant to the GM, some guy who just. You mean once, once all the Bowmans die off, is that what you say? <laughs> well, I mean, what was Bobby Hall for the longest time? Bobby, Bobby Hall's just an ambassador. That's what, but that's what, I mean, all these teams now, instead of calling them ambassadors, that's what those special assistants to the GM are. Yeah. Like I, that, that's what I'm saying. That's like all that is. Yeah. A, a number of different things. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, it's weird because Rocky's not running the team as much as he used to. And stuff and that, that's where that tie was. Yeah. I, 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 I seem to feel there's a, there's something being pulled apart in the, in the, in the Hawks hierarchy, if you will. Yeah. You know, McDonald even was the first, the first sign of that. I mean, uh, it's, I don't know what's going on exactly, but, you know, obviously there's, there's some power struggles and I, I don't know that Eddie's on the right side of those power struggles. But I mean, I'd love to have him stay and, and do what, you know, whatever it is with whoever, but that'll be interesting. I just wonder like, I I just wonder if he wants to just be done, like, done with with the whole travel and stuff, like, to where he can focus on the horses a little bit more and, and that type of stuff, like. And does, he could be. And he could walk away from hockey completely almost. Uh, I mean, you, you don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he plans on working as old as Foley is. You know, he's had his health scare in his life and stuff like that. And, yeah, I think I, I saw a story a couple of weeks ago um, that basically uh, mapped out the the announcing teams for the uh, for the new. Uh, it is ESPN, right? Yeah, yeah. ESPN yeah. is going to have some, and then TNT slash TBS. Yeah, TNT. Um, and I forgot who the the lead um, guy they have in mind. But uh, Eddie O was mentioned in that um, in that article uh, as being the lead analyst. I I'm almost positive, um, you know, uh, and I'm I'm sure they'll uh, they'll want him. I mean, he's so good. Um, he is. You know, he's not really a, a super homer when he's on on the national no. games, even when the Hawks are on. Uh, and, and he's not even a super. I mean, you know, I, I you know, I know. Not at home, Rick, no, not, not like Foley. I Foley is. He's no. not. Oh no, no. I, I was going to say is I know Rick doesn't care for uh, Foley, but uh, I uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago. I I like them. I I like listening to them. Um, and yeah, I, I don't I don't think either of them is really a homer. What I like is, I mean, there's no doubt they're 
uh, broadcasting for the Blackhawks. But when uh, when somebody or something needs to be called out, they both do it. Uh, and they have no oh. thought about it. And uh, so it's, you know, they're not. Uh, well, even Steve, if you think of Steve Conroy on, on, on the team, he's another guy uh, and stuff that, you know, pretty much if somebody's not playing well, he kind of lets them know. I, oh, he does. He, he says so. Now, his, his deal, though, tough. is he's, uh, he's, he's so vanilla, he's almost, uh, you almost don't notice him. You don't really remember he's him so, in any way. He's very knowledgeable. He really knows the game well. But you're right. He's. He's just kind of there. Yeah. And know. Patrick Sharp is Patrick Sharp. He's yeah. that's a whole he's he eye candy. He doesn't interest me at all. <laughs> yeah, so they, he's like eye, eye candy for the ladies. That's it. <laughs> I, I mean, I think he's gotten better, but he's still not my cup of tea. Yeah, no, I would agree. It's uh kind of you know, it's like stating the obvious in many cases. And and he also um yeah, it's kind of the thing that a lot of former uh, players do is, you know, they only, they only have positive. I mean, every, everybody's wonderful <laughs> and they're all given 110%, you know, and. You know. Well, that's like, so when it comes to Foley for me, I just, I just like, I kind of said, but like, I can't tell you why his voice is just like, it's not even just the purely being excited all the time. His voice just is kind of like nails on it. I don't, I don't, John Kelly, like I said, is the same way. Like, yes, it has to do with the way their, their personalities are and everything too. But like, at the same time, I just also, the voice itself is like, mm-hmm. eh, like, I don't, I don't, you know, and I get that. Joe Buck I, does that to me. And, and, and yeah. you love them, so yeah. There are certain. No, voices. well, I so Joe Buck's voice isn't the greatest either. Like his actual voice, I just think he the way he presents a game is really good. Mm. And maybe that's the thing, like with John Kelly and Pat Foley. Like I don't, their voices are so annoying to me that I just I'm like, ah. Like, yeah, right. I can see how uh, how Pat Foley's voice would uh, knock over well with some people, um, you know, because I, I although in, in for me, you know, I don't mind it, uh, but I can see how that would would bother some people because there are other announcers and I can't think who they are. But, you know, as I go and bouncing around the games on the NHL package and listening to different announcers, some of them I have to I have to mute it uh, because it's like, oh, oh. I can't listen to that uh, either because of the quality of the voice or uh, like some of them just absolutely never shut up and, and describe every single thing that's happening uh, on TV. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm watching with you. Okay. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> or not even just that, or they just, they don't just like, they don't talk about the game. Right. Like another guy and this, I had no clue this guy was on Marquee Network until this year. But Shambi, Boog Shambi, oh, yeah. when he was with ESPN, every like when he was doing A's games and when he was doing Oriole games before even ESPN, like the guy just seems like he's hardly ever actually talking about the actual game itself. Right, right. Yeah, that is true. 
in the few games I've I've watched. Yeah. Like Dan McLaughlin's the same way. Like mm-hmm. Dan, yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of Zombie. I mean they mm. they hyped that you know that signing here and stuff like that. And I just I, mm-hmm. I didn't get it done. I don't get it now. Uh, I'll be honest with you. You know, actually, and, and it's interesting because it, I, I agree with you. The few games I've I've watched and listened to him, yeah, he's he's not talking about the game. But even though he's uh, working for the Chicago Cubs, it seems like he's doing a national game every time he does one of their games. I mean, you would not know that he's working for the Cubs. Well, I think they said that's going to go on. His contract was when they picked him up. They knew that for the next year, two years, whatever the hell the period of time was that he had this contract that was taking him there. But he's probably smart to hang on to that old contract because I, I'm i not enamored with him. He, if they mm-hmm. came at the end of the year and said they're going to go some a different direction, I wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah. It's just another guy who I can't stand because he does this is Vaskurgeon. Mm-hmm. Like ESPN, baseball ESPN with him and A Rod, just they talk about so much other stuff. Oh, yeah, and it just drives me absolutely nuts. And well, like, you know, and and part of that, as as I'm sure you know, is by design because you know they're, you know, they do baseball all the time, and so they're trying to bring up other topics and uh, uh, like you know this past Sunday, I think it was uh, or whenever it was when the whole. Uh, doctor in the baseball and the spin rate and and it just went on and on and on and on and it's like uh hey guys there's a game <laughs> there's yeah game. <laughs> um well it's not just that, like every broadcast right now is doing that and it's mm-hmm. it's it's just too much also like yeah we don't need we don't need you to constantly talk about how crappy you think it is that every time a guy walks out, he's getting looked at. And this is like, mm-hmm. we get it. We, we, like, we, we think it's just as stupid. We don't need the constant, uh, oh, you know, back in the day, like, this yeah, happened. Give, it, this. give us some better insight. Yeah. Yeah. Not even just that. Like, we don't need you to just constantly complain about it. Like, we get it. It's, it's, it's crappy. Like, Get us something we don't know. Yeah. Drop it, move on, and call the game. Like, it's – but I think what it is is everybody wants – every announcer wants their voice heard mm-hmm. and their opinion. They, the they want to be the show. Yeah, they mm-hmm. want their sound bite everywhere over – A lot of money in it. Exactly. But, All right, gentlemen. Yeah, we'll we'll wrap this one up, and like I said, next, what? not next week, in a couple weeks, we'll. Uh, We're gonna know a whole lot more in two weeks. We, I, I really yeah. believe that. Yeah, baseball and hockey. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how is the Cardinals schedule next two weeks? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We yeah. had the we, yeah, we, yeah we're we're looking at some of. It. We got four in the, the Dodgers, and we got three up in no. Milwaukee. See, it's other, kind of, it's, other extreme. Yeah, other it's extreme kind of like Cardinals. when we when we went through the West Coast where we played Padres, Dodgers, and you guys were playing. Well, we did we did the West Coast once already, and we did all right out there. But you know, I mean, well, they were here. Yeah, were that's here. the thing. Yeah, so we were out there, and you guys were playing at home. You played 
You played. Uh, well, this month's the been Pirates. We had a fairly tough schedule this month. Yeah, th- this was when you guys, right when our falls started, because it was right after this is when we we started on our fall. So we went, we went Arizona, San Diego, Dodgers, and we came home five hundred, and then we went downhill after that. But while we were playing them, right now it's a. Yeah, it's the exact exact. While we were playing them, you guys were playing. I believe that's when you had the Braves at home and you had the Pirates at home. And you figure this month, somebody else. We started with the Padres for three, four with the Giants, three more with the Padres, three with you, four with the Mets, three with the Marlins, two with the Indians. Now we're going to the Dodgers. I mean, it's it's been no walk for us in the last. Two and a half weeks, that's for sure. Well, and, and we were looking at this uh, next 10 days, two weeks as a chance to uh, get back in the race because it that's, was yeah, two, that... two with Detroit, uh, four with the Pirates, and then what's the what's after that, Rick? Arizona, who is yeah. – who Milwaukee, they had lost 24 straight on the road and Milwaukee lost to them at home. Yeah, so that was so... like a 10 – was it ten, a 10-game 10 stretch? I mean, you know, where – Well, and if you hmm. wanted to throw Atlanta in there too, it was a – yeah, because they were below 500. Atlanta um, and Milwaukee and uh, Atlanta and Miami were the other two because we had swept Miami right before this whole. Yeah, so I mean, here, here's a stretch where I mean, just like in these these games, I mean, you know, you 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 got to go at least seven and three, you know, in, in a ten game stretch, if not, you know, eight and two, and well, now you're not going to do any better than that because you lost two already. Yeah. So. It's been uh, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it has. So we'll see. You know, again, the only like I know it, it's weird to say, but the silver lining behind it all is the Cardinals have been so bad. Like they've been so bad, and they're still only five games out. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one good week, and you can, you know, you pick up. That's uh, a thing. Like, yeah. well, and, and let's, if any team was really that good in the Central, all the other teams in the Central have been doing it. They would have ran away and hit already. Like, yeah. it would have been. This race would be over. Mm-hmm. Well, the yeah. East the east is really no different. The East isn't any big shakes with the, with the Mets. It's, yeah. it's basically the Giants and Padres and Dodgers that are, you know, that's, that, even when you get to the American League, I mean. I watch the Yankees all the time. So, it, you know, they went through a stretch where they just sucked. You know, now they've won a few in a row again. They're three games, you know, a couple games out. That's it. You know, so it's, you know, it, it's one of it. It's nationally west. It's just, yeah. I'd be glad we're not out there. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, but I just mean to the fact of like, if the, if there's only, if there's one thing that, makes you be like okay something's okay right now is the fact that you knock on wood are going through the stretch that everybody's gone through and has hell with yeah we're a little more than halfway through it yeah and and nobody else in your division got hot at that time to like create this one little stretch early in the month where they because they were down also then they pulled even but they haven't been able to pull ahead of us, yeah. Which I was kind of surprised because 
I'd look, we'd lose, I'd look up, and they lost late. And mm-hmm. we'd lose, look up, they lost late again, you know. Because they had one stretcher, and then they won, like, seven out of nine or seven out of eight, you know, and, and they pulled themselves back up at, at the top, but they've done nothing since. They've been about, a five, they're like, a 500 club since then. Well, and I, I think Milwaukee is uh, – we're going to be seeing not so great uh, hockey or hockey baseball um, out of their pitching staff here in the next little while. I think they might be the team that uh, might be your prototypical team to look at and say, Oh, spider tech, huh? Because their pitching staff well, is up. they spin everything up there, yeah, mm-hmm. with the exception of uh, was it Hayter? <laughs> well, they're but their pitching already is uh, looking a little uh, a little rough. Like Woodford, right? Is it Woodford? Whatever his name is, he's uh, he's been average at best since. Uh, Mm-hmm. Interesting. Since the break of it all. Yep. So it just makes you wonder, like, okay, you mm-hmm. probably uh, you probably were culprit number one. Yep. Gonna be interesting next couple of weeks. See the the split, you know. Yeah, here was a stretch for them. On six three, the Brewers they beat the Diamondbacks. They swept them four four games uh, from the Diamondbacks. Took two out of three from the Reds, and then swept the Pirates three in a row. That's where they made their their move on us. You said you see, you figure that's what that's seven. That's nine out of ten in that in that week and a half period yeah. of time. Now since then they've been you know pretty much like everybody else. So yeah, well yeah, but they're that I just. I just don't see them. I also don't see where they've taken their West Coast trip yet. They haven't. I don't think they've played. Have you? Did they haven't really played many? If I remember right, they haven't really played many, many, uh, many teams either. Well, yeah. If you look at this, the stretch like this month, they played the Diamondbacks seven times. Exactly. They played the Reds six times. And the Pirates six times. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah, bottom feeding. There's a lot of meat there. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. I thought they were very. Uh, yeah, we need to bring them down. Forest. That's what I. I don't think they'll be around much longer once they start playing teams, but. Yeah. Then again, I guess you never really, you never know. It's odd, but yeah, because their their run differential is a minus one. In fact, the Cubs are the only team in the division with a positive. Yeah, the Cardinals are like minus thirty something, aren't they? Forty two. Yeah, I think we were minus uh, like ten when we were still up in the division yeah. because we just uh, Reds are minus ten.
Yeah. All right, we'll wrap this one up. You got All it. right. We See got a lot, of good stuff, a lot of good stuff coming in the next two weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. See you guys. Take, Take care, care man. Thank you for listening to the Sports Divided Podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Sports Divided. And we'll see you next week.